Blog Talk Radio. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what. Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the Tribal Nation's business. Tribal Nation is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But Gary Hart, tell you what. You have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring Stick any team you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go. Do you know why? I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. Hmm? How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking man me? out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is you can run Nicky Split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. You go to the border has a lot of bad habits. But only ones that help me survive. Don't define yourself in the full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's jumping Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. I guess what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat out of shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have. This is the way life is. If Ollie wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Road, do all that, he'll do it. And the key to if I want you, all three of them, to hold you, I'm going to slap you, I'm going to spit on you, I'm going to kick you, and I'm going to go. This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts, Ryan Cook. He's walking up the ramp with with Sami Zayn, and it's saying, now qualified for money in the bank, and they're advertising that. They cut to a small graphic showing Sami Zayn on one side, and the other side, and the center of it says, Sami Zayn tells all with Bobby Lashley's sister. And Alex Mello. Robo Takahashi versus everybody. I, I thought I was going to have to give him a eulogy after the, the intense main event on night two of Battle of the Super Juniors. But boy, howdy, after that match live up uh, not only to my expectations, but I'm hoping yours as well. Boy, howdy. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Alex, my main honey Gato himself, what is up? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I feel like I just been remode. I'm I'm in such an a surreal state at the moment. <laughs> I, like I, I feel I, like just got need in the face. We're back, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, we're coming back harder than a Liv Morgan face shot. Oh this man! Is right? How how is this uh, how is this new mic I got sound? Does this microphone sound clean? You sound uh, as as professional as uh, Tanahashi's hair. Ooh, now let me tell you this. So this, is, this is what blows my mind about this microphone. Is not only do I got this wacky Dr. Seuss 
clip on the end of the table and swings around boom bike type thing. But I have a giant wide open basement and no soundproofing, no covering of anything. And I sound better when I was like plugging the door up at the other place. It's fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, get yourself a Sure 7 MB. I don't know what the hell else it is, but something like that. But this thing is tight. <laughs> Alex, man, how are you doing, bud? Good. I, um, bud, what? Um, I, I'm sorry. Well, I'm ecstatic. I'm so excited. I, Talk it's, it's interesting. We, we, we've been on, what, like a 25, 26 day hiatus, if you will. Um, all in seems like a decade ago, even though it was literally less than a month ago. Um, <laughs> but I, I went on a wrestling sabbatical. Um, and so I realized good stuff was coming back on with, uh, you know, the world to destruction, um, you know, had, had some interesting stuff, but of course, uh, the destruction shows, uh, brought me back, uh, September 15th to be exact. Um, and, and got me, uh, into realizing why I love wrestling and especially coming off of all in, um, and, and let's be real, hell in a cell had some in- intriguing prospects, but as the way things are going, <laughs> boy, howdy as one person. <laughs> And I'm excited to really, you know, we'll, we'll go through. So I didn't, I just put up a show order and we can do however we want to do this. Um, I got WWE third fall. I got New Japan second. I got kind of all in and just random banter, whatever you want to talk for first fall, obviously. Um, but I am intrigued with some Hell in a Cell because I'm watching this and I couldn't tell if it was like a really good pay-per-view or if it was just, it was a good WWE pay-per-view because of how low their standards are, and it really wasn't that good. So I really want to kind of talk dissect it because I look at my star ratings, and my star ratings for the matches, for the most part, in, in a couple ways, were better than I remember thinking of the match. So I kind of want to just pick your brain when we get to it if it was a, this is a really good match with a terrible booked finish or a terrible booked <laughs> angle, and that was the problem. So you mean like, the company as a whole, minus NXT? I mean, no, they would never do that. I mean, who who is the WWE to book something bad? I, 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 I don't believe. Um, so that'll be interesting. I also want to talk uh, that I wrote Super Showdown Under, because I don't remember what it's actually called, so I apologize <laughs> to anybody for that. Um, but I can't wait to talk to you about the Shawn Michaels stuff, because I want to know if you're as sick <laughs> as I am with that. Um, I, I I wouldn't mind talking I, a little. Make- I mean, that's when you would cue Ted DiBiase's steam right there. You <laughs> <laughs> should pay him to make his return to wrestle in a match with Kane. Oh my God! Oh, yuck! And what what are the people of Knox County, Tennessee, going to say when he's taking pictures with Saudi princes? <laughs> I, I don't think they would mind because what are they getting like a hundred thousand dollars for like community relations stuff so you know at least you know it's kind of going to the good cause I mean let's be real it's you know America what hasn't you know come from how that, many people that, in Tennessee are <laughs> Mayor Jacobs I don't know about that man in that photograph with you I'm just saying Hey, and he's paving the roads, uh, you know, full of gold down Main Street. I, I don't think they'll they'll matter. The cars will slide everywhere, but they'll just happy that it's shiny. <laughs> it looks like Wizard of Oz. 
<laughs> no, it's like the old Simpsons joke where they like flash back to to Abe Simpson and um and and Frostilicus, his real name uh, escapes me at the moment. But there were just you know flashback to like the 1930s, and they're like, yeah, the the streets were paved with gold, and cars are just like sliding around like you know me on an ice rink, just all <laughs> over the place. Oh my gosh, the uh, um. Not not to get too much into it, but because uh, obviously we this is going to be a long. Everyone listening, I'm sure this is going to be a full blog talk kicking its off show, so just be ready. Um, but uh, the Joe Lanza on the Voices of Wrestling, he was when they were talking about the uh, the, the Saudi shows, the, the paid shows. They, he's, he was saying, man. Don't you just wish these Saudi princes were ROH tape traders where they were like, we see Kenta versus Nakamura because we're big GHC, you know, Noah fans, or we want to see AJ Styles defend against Cassius Ono, you know, things like that. Instead how of many, one, you know, if there were, how many private events or, you know, like shows do you think they, they you know, might have happened or might happen all across the world here? You know how like private concerts and stuff like that, like J Lo would, you know, sing for like a hundred thousand dollars for like an hour. You know, like oh. just to show some. You know, like do you think they ever have like any underground super shows like any time in like the past thirty years? That would be insane if like Bengal mm. tigers like on the edges of like the the ring post or whatever, like the entrance ramp. Got to have Teddy Hart there then. The Saudi princes wanted Yokozuna there. It's like, dude, he's dead. Like, they haven't watched wrestling in like 30 years. <laughs> and that's the only downfall. It's like, man, I it's wish those guys were like. Sheep. <laughs> and then, and then, then if he brings out Tavares and almost starts like World War Three down there, like, oh boy, I can't what? wait to no. see. What's oh, going. I forgot about that. The last appearance. <laughs> I wouldn't have ham on my couch. <laughs> um, but then, like I said, obviously, uh, you know, second of all, we'll talk some New Japan. I, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts of what I thought were two fucks and one really bad destruction show. Um, oh, my I'm, God. I'm Wasn't that one of the worst shows ever? Which we knew the oh. undercard match would be eh, but that, that was probably as long as watching a Bella Twins, ma- I mean, sorry, watching WWE, I'm sorry, anyways, it was so bad, and then, like, the main event comes up, and you're just like, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes each time. No, and and I talk about two wrestlers that I love that have, they're like oil and water. They have the worst chemistry together. It, yeah, they do, because they're like, who's taking the lead here? And that's the problem with those two, because they're just like, no, it's me, it's me. Like, as as persons, you know, behind the scenes, they're probably like, hey, whatever, let's just go out there and freestyle it, I'm sure, because, you know, I'm sure they have each other's respect. But character-wise and crowd-wise, like, they're both so over, which, of course, we're talking about, you know, Michael Elgin and... and um... <laughs> Uh, anyway, no, we're talking about. Uh, uh, I was about to say the jury. Jesus, see wrestling guys. No, um, Minoru Suzuki <laughs> <laughs> and Tetsuya Naito. 
Uh, I, honestly, I was about to watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia like at 9.53 because I, I didn't know we were doing a show. We've been like trying to do a show for like a week or so. So I'm like, oh, do, do, do. And, you know, the, the missus is like, hey, are we going to, you know, watch TV in the bedroom or out here? Like, ah, let's go out there. We got a lot to watch tonight. And then I see Facebook notification says live in four minutes. I was like, oh, God. I was like, so I'm kind of like shuffling here in, in a second. Um, you know, I was, I got, sure, I was like, I wonder if he forgot that he was like, hey, can we do it Wednesday? And maybe you and Jordan can do sportscast tonight because I got my long day. And I was, I was like, all right, here we go. I'm going to knock this out the park. I'm, I'm going to come yeah. back. I, you know, I was on with John Blaine. Shout out to him. I did his show for the last hour. We talked that ridiculous top 10 stables of wrestling history that he put out. And, uh, you know, so I was fired up, ready to roll, ready with some takes. And then I see my guy, Honey Gato, coming in here, turning his back on Kazuchka. And he's going with the <laughs> Caucasian Jake White himself, Ryan Cook. So I was all excited, ready to go. And I saw that. Come on. You know? Oh, but it, yeah, I, I, we got to talk about that. I don't ever want to see Naito and Suzuki look again. No, it just no, no one should ever take the lead in that. That that should never be a faction <laughs> war. Maybe a war Which, game or two, but no, not, never again. This and you know, here we go. We can count this as as a mini preview where we don't need to talk about night two for the rest of the show after this because we're kind of get down now and we don't need to beat it up again. Well, we're gonna trash Taichi. Oh my I, I don't God. want to say his name. But you look at a Suzuki like kill match, and you look at how well he, it works with Okada and how well it works with Tanahashi, and you mm-hmm. know, you're looking going, oh my God, this is, I, I, I feel for Okada. This is one of the greatest selling performances ever. And then he's working, you know, he's trying to rip off Naito's leg, and Naito's just like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, he's Remember, remember, we, we said the first half MVP in, in wrestling was Minoru Suzuki. And what yeah. happened ever, ever since he wrestled Naito that first time and lost the IC title to Naito? Uh, I think at Sakura Genesis before, you know, this has all happened. He's gone nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. that halted all impact was Tetsuya Naito. He brainwired Minoru Suzuki. And it's... Oh, it's, wow. Oh, oh you just I mean, made me really sad. Yeah, it makes me sad because I'm <laughs> we talking Minoru Suzuki MVP this year. No, he he ran into Naito hey, and that baller shirt in Chicago. Yeah, I I'll, I'll still rep that baseball tee. That thing is dope. <laughs> and, and, and you know, I'm looking right at my IC title. I got it because of Suzuki. I love Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. I love Tetsuya Naito, but you know what? I just they just don't work together. It just doesn't. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about. I think it, I don't know if it's just. Naito's matches are so you're kind of wondering what the hell's going on and then all of a sudden the final stretch happens you're like oh okay that was dope but he's just not the right guy for that type of a Suzuki match correct yes um, so we'll trash Taichi soon uh, we'll get to <laughs> but, uh, it won't be first, all like, bashing WWE no, no, this, this, that night two, the destruction in Beppu is probably the worst show in the Okada era um, since Wrestle Kingdom six in New Japan. Do you I think really... that? Do you think that show would have matched the uh, historically low ratings that uh, that Raw got this past Monday? Um, yeah, because of 
he and that. That's what I'm saying is the Roman Reigns championship thing is is not working. Posting nothing but lower than low ratings since he has gotten the title back at SummerSlam. It's the hellaciously bad booking. Hell in a Cell had really fun stuff, and then it was like, why is every match ending the exact same way, just in a different way? Why is was everybody... Dixon Carter in the back? Was was Russo <laughs> and... in the back? And, you know, just so we thought it was safe to say that the, the who was it, Baron Corbin, Jinder Mahal roll-up from that SmackDown was one of the worst in the history of pro wrestling. Thank God for Maurice and Brie Bella trying to do a roll-up, because good God almighty. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to get into that. That's going to be fun. That was, that was like uh, like Rebel in TNA when she wrestled. Uh, I can't remember who the chick was. But... We come back. We'll talk. I know Alex had some news he wanted to talk about. He wanted to discuss, I think, the TNA um, WWE thing. We got some other extra things that sure we'll come up with. But we got to kind of just, we got to talk a little all in. We haven't talked about it yet. We got to kind of give our thoughts, experience. We don't have to go through everything on it, but I think we should at least give it its, its due because, you know. Yeah, I think we're going to do, uh, hopefully soon here, like kind of a retrospective, like, a you know, like they do the watch alongs and such. Um, I, I figured we could probably do it in the two shows. I, I was thinking just starting in it with the NWA title, but I, I like the first two two bouts, you know, the MGF bout and um, and such. So, um, and then Stephen Amell, uh, Christopher Daniels match. But you know, may, you know, we'll, we'll talk into it. Hopefully, we'll get that into your ear holes pretty soon here. Up next in your ear hole is some commercials. Don't go away, WrestleCast. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. When you send a message, your name will identify you to the other caller. Record your name after the tone. Hey yo, it's SportsCast Radio. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jistra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. You're connected. Say hi. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host, Alex Mello, every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Strong Style Media as well. And you know, you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. Yeah. 
You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is one billion dollars. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With the B. This is this is this is money. I, I know what that is. Play DraftKings free one hundred thousand dollar contest week one, and if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win one billion dollars. MJF, I said, damn, we got to put our new guy's music in there. Yeah. Uh, we didn't kiss him. The <laughs> when we were in Vegas, I was at, we were at the, the shops at the Venetian. I went to Burberry stars. You guys got Burberry, or you guys got scarves. I didn't actually ask the Burberry guy if they had Burberry scarves. But uh, I found the MJ scarf. I, I almost did. And then I walked away. I was like, I have to go make a phone call because I know you have them. And they're like, okay, great. And then we just left. You know that. <laughs> oh man, you should have had Isaiah buy one. They had the projector thing that you could Bluetooth to your phone, and then it's like a mini screen projector for the wall. It was awesome. I, I what? On his first phone? For any, yeah, you you so you you take your phone and you Bluetooth yep. it to the thing that's probably the size of oh. I don't know, it looks like a, maybe the size, like the, it's it's thicker, but the size of like a coaster, and mm-hmm. it's got a projector, and it's like a mini, like actual projector for the wall, and it it four Ks off of your phone. Wow, I, I was gonna so buy what, it. Were we guys we could... doing on the side of like Vegas hotels? <laughs> yeah, we were gonna we were gonna bootleg show everyone uh, Omega Ishi. <laughs> and then, uh, I think I, it was a thousand dollars, and I was like, ah, no. I was like, I gotta go make a call. Uh, let somebody know you guys have this. I'll be right back. <laughs> For a scarf, really? Well, no, this was the projector thing. The, oh, I don't know. Much, oh, that's not bad though. No, but I just, I was like, man, I, I would love to have. This was like, this is like the one thing where I would buy, and then I would never use it again, even though it's like the coolest thing ever. You could have bought that that uh, Motorola phone and then bought the projector that you could attach to the back of it, and it, you would have only probably been like six hundred bucks. Mm, then I would have had a Motorola phone. <laughs> Touche. Razors? Remember the razor? No, I did not. I had a flip phone during that time. <laughs> yeah, I never Kidding had a razor. razor. Right? I had the Nokia where you could take the battery off and like the faceplate. And you could like, like I had like the hundred dollar bill faceplate. Thought it was so cool. Oh man, baller! Regular, you you were the original MJF, weren't you? And, and like when people would call my thing, call my phone because you could make your own ringtone. Who go? Like Steve Austin. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm excited to be back. Um, all in weekend was tremendous. Starcast was a lot of fun. You heard us from Starcast. 
Um, we we did another show at Warrior Wrestling. We're trying to get these shows converted. We have we have some interviews we wanted to play for you guys. Yeah, so, I'm just horrible at having the files. <laughs> it's, we're going to get this figured out. You know, at some point, you guys will hear our uh, best of list, uh, our worst of list. You got to hear. <laughs> no, we're saving that <laughs> stuff until the end of the year, and then we'll have our best of the whole year. <laughs> I I still never running, forget uh, our running gag. WrestleMania Radio's running gag. For every one of you guys that did listen to our live show, and boy, oh boy, did we have a lot of listens in the last, you know, you guys have, in the last 30 days, have given us so many listens, and we haven't even done anything. It makes me think that we shouldn't do radio, because you listen more when we go on hiatuses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we, we do enjoy it, but... Uh, um. The fact of at Starcast, you know, we're we're doing our worst of list, and it's time mm-hmm. to do worst of women. And I'm getting ready to drop Leva Bates as my fifth worst woman of the year. And uh, lo and behold, here comes Leva Bates coming to sit down and do an interview. Uh, that was that was one of the most uh, let me pull my collar <laughs> moments I've ever had in my life. Um, and of course, Alex is the first to get up and bail and go, you could sit right there, Ryan. Do you want to go over your list? And I'm like, shut your mouth. <laughs> Which was, I would have done the same thing. So I'm glad you did do that. Um, and then she didn't answer any question I asked her. So no, <laughs> very, You're very throwing some pretty easy yet. Uh, I, I would say listener worthy type questions like you about know, all I, her stuff overseas. And uh, she was like, you know, she was like, looking around on the her floor. answers soon. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a live show. That one you can listen to. That one's archived. Oh, there we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. The, that one, and you, what you won't get is the Leva Bates and the Matthew um, interviews, but you will get Veda Scott um, ignoring all my questions. She She's probably higher than, than fifth for worst interview. Um, and also, uh, you get MJF. Yeah. So, uh, called out about the burp. And he went, whoa, whoa, wink, wink. Oh, Not only a fan, uh, another fan of Russell Cass Radio, you got to hang with the one, the only, the actually the one who is not human. Um, as as I was uh, sitting at a uh, one of the shows there, uh, PCO, you got to like look for his Wrangler with along yeah. with PCO. That was awesome. I was like, I was like, dude, where I need the shirt, man. He goes, okay, and he throws Destro his bag, Doctor Destro's bags, and just leaves Doctor Destro at the end of the hotel as we go scour through the rest of it as he's trying to find his merch guy. <laughs> what if Destro be the merch guy in reality? Come on. That's I thought. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be his bag right there, and I was boom, boom, transaction. Shout out to PCO. We did. We did hook him up with a uh, WrestleCast radio shirt. Maybe one day we'll see a minute. At StrongStyleMedia.com. Go in the shop. Get an awesome WrestleCast radio shirt. Two options, two wonderful options. Um, A lot of our fans at StarCast as well, which we we did, Ryan, run into a few uh, listeners, followers, also uh, at WrestleCast underscore SSM on Twitter. Um, Rocking the shirts. So some yeah, we uh, we were at Warriors Wrestling. We saw some WrestleCast wristbands in the crowd. That was kind of cool to see. Uh, I think I think the one thing that really made me kind of go holy hell was when we were sitting second row for the weigh-in. Oh. And you you mentioned something about 
oh, Ryan already called that on our Twitter page. And the guy goes, I know he did. And his buddy goes, how? And he goes, because I follow them. And he showed us that he follows us. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. This dude, this random guy in front of us follows us. So that was the first kind of like, I'm not blowing on a lantern, but saying we're here type thing that, uh, that we had. <laughs> that was really cool. That, that made my day. I was like, wow, this dude, man. And then we chopped it up about the top. <laughs> But it was it was a fun time at Starcast. The shows were cool. Um, mm-hmm. Jacobs called out to Demetrius for sitting on his phone too much. Oh which man, that was tight. I was thought it was hilarious. And he did it like three times, and Demetrius still didn't pay attention. Um, <laughs> so who Jimmy Jacobs? Even though I'm not a Jimmy Jacobs guy, but you know. As I believe, sorry, uh, back here at WrestleCast Radio. Of course, as we're saying, hey, we're back. We're having technical difficulties via blog talk. Uh, but uh, no, um, as I logged back in, the reason why I'm giggling is uh, my, my profile name at the moment is Tanahashi's High Fly Flowing Hair. I'll just leave it. Ah, there we go. There we that go. crispness. Blog, blog talk uh, was like, hey, we just want to make sure you didn't forget about we just got Veda Scotted. Ooh. Hey, Veda Scott, this one's for you, girl. Minus five stars. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I feel bad because they're like, you want to jump in an interview? I was like, I don't know who that person is. I got up and was like, here you go. And I don't blame you. I don't like. I don't know much about her. I said yes to get somebody on the show. I um. The the one the the I thought maybe you unlike you Tony Giovanni, yeah, <laughs> you have to listen to anything on that since since Starcast. Yeah, he can't fit as hard. I am too, man. We even gave him the night show theme as an entrance, and he didn't show. So yeah. we had a good ass show. We were like, whatever, Tony. We don't even need Jagged to do him. Yeah, it's fine. We were cool. We still rocked it. No guests needed, unless you know. Started it's talking like about Matthew. some. Like Dragon Gate and stuff, we we got crazy with it. Um, you know, speaking <laughs> of the Dragon Gate, there is news I do want to get into at some point here. Um, but obviously, you know, Starcast was was an, a, an event for Marks. It was a geek show. Yeah. That's exactly what it should have been. Um, I do want to ask you, you know, without giving too much of it. Obviously, you know, we're we're talking about doing two two hour shows for All In. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on just all in in general. I don't have my matches written down. I need to rewatch it to give some snowflakes on it still. Mm-hmm. But just you know, overall, what did what did what did you think of the whole whole the whole shebang? Besides me being me going Mad Max on on Friday and such, um, but it, it was a great weekend. It was it was fun. Uh, it, it was crazy just walking you know down the hotel, you know, at, at Starcast, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's Frankie Kazarian and, you know, uh, Sergeant Slaughter and DDP, like, right beside me, or you're walking, you know, outside, and all of a sudden someone runs in front of you, like, what, an autograph? No, but really, you're walking beside Macaulay Culkin, and he probably thinks you're a bodyguard because you have a suit coat on, and you're like, hey, <laughs> hey, Macaulay Culkin, and then he disappears. Into the uh, into the building as he tries to camouflage himself by putting his back to the world. But besides that, wonderful time. It's great talking with fellow 
uh, wrestling fans, professional wrestling fans. I, I asked the question to you this, Ryan, you know, after, um, after the wonderful weekend, I said, when can we stop using the term independent wrestling? Because I think that weekend, hell, even along with Warrior Wrestling uh, down south, uh, south side of Chicago, um, you know, that night on Sunday, you know, just proved again, that was a packed house. That was a gymnasium that was packed. I don't think I've mm-hmm. ever seen an event of that magnitude. Now, again, when you get your Rey Mysterios, um, you know, your Phoenixes, and, and of course your Pentagons. Wow, that just sounded like, you know, throwback to... Uh, uh, geometry there, but anyways, um, it, it was just such an amazing feel. The aura that was just something you know I, I, I was looking forward to. It really was the Woodstock of wrestling. People coming from all areas of the world. Hell, again, Matthew from across the pond. Um, it, it was just an amazing event. Uh, the show itself, I mean, from top to bottom, it was a countless four hours where I, I could have went for. Or more. I don't know what they do. The lack of of interviews, or I, I don't I don't know. But it, them and, and New Japan, just their shows flow so well. Um, but again, with a stacked card and and them putting on fantastic match after match, depending on what went longer uh, than you know what they should have. But hey, we whoa, what was that? But hey, we got to see. <laughs> The Dick Druids, yeah, which was, there was the greatest Dick thing Druids, people. You know, and and that's one of those Everything things. Everything was I a do. wink at the E, which or, or yeah. even WWF. Like that was the best thing about the night. It was just sprinkled throughout. It was just done perfectly. I mean, the the Sears Center just was. Please, if you have New Japan World, if you don't, what the hell's wrong with you? catch it on there. You could check it on honor club through ring of honor, you know, fight TV, you know, of course, you know, you, you can purchase the event on there as well as all the stuff on Starcast, which is well worth it. But, but the all in show, honestly, this is going to be that show where people will, you know, won't forget about this will be a show that hopefully will be talked upon years to come and is the, you know, the direction of change, the alternative, if you will, which now hopefully is the primary in the professional wrestling landscape. You know, and, and it felt too, like when you go to that ECW show, like when I went to Anarchy Rules and Jerry Lynn won the world title from Just Incredible. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it felt like that kind of a show. Yes. But on a bigger scale, because it wasn't Roy Wilkins, it was the Sears Center. And, and it, it was just, I mean, like you said, top to bottom, it was so fun. And there was so much stuff for everybody. Even the Battle Royal was incredibly entertaining. You know? Oh, gosh, you, yeah. You, you look at the NWA world title match, Cody and, and Nick Aldis aren't, I'm not saying they're bad by any means. Nick Aldis is, can be a little stale, and Cody's Cody. So, you know, you didn't have two world beaters in the ring for, mm-hmm. you know, match quality wise, but I tell you what, that crowd was so hot for that. Oh. <laughs> they we were asking people job. throughout the weekend, what match are you looking forward to? And that and Okada and and Marty Skrull were the ones I noticed were said the most. But ev- but I would say the majority of the one I heard was Cody and Nick Aldis, which was, was a uh, surprise for me but I was happy with the results or, or just the match itself. And of course 
the results in that end. And that was one of those things too, where, where you know, I had, I had kind of mentioned the that Wednesday before we left, where the thing that made it exciting for me is I've never I never got to see a world a NWA world title match, and I know mm-hmm. the NWA is not what it used to be, but those two guys made that count. And when Cody won, and he you know fell down on his knees holding the belt, that's one of mm-hmm. the coolest moments I've ever seen. Yes, and. It's you know, and if you would have if you would have talked about it in a, in not a situation like this, and you're just like, well, Cody Rhodes is going to wrestle Magnus, you'd be like, ah. Eh. <laughs> but you know, you're watching this, and it, you know, eleven thousand are standing on their feet cheering for this, and you know, mm-hmm. they, the cornermen are out. You know, we got Tim Storm, the uh, the former champion, was was with with all this with Jeff Jarrett and Sam Shaw was there. And I think Sean Davari was the other one. Yep. And then with Cody you had Tommy dreamer and glacier and DDP. And <laughs> you know, it was it just, you know, they had their cornermen and it, it, it just felt like such a big, they, they took that. They match. made it feel like a big match. It, it was like for the title. 10 pound belt. It was the, you know, the big gold. It really it, felt like a big time did. main event. It truly did. You're hundred percent right. It felt like this is for the world championship. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns yes. comes out against Braun Strowman and you're like, All right, cool. And that's the <laughs> I know what's that's gonna the- happen. I had no idea. I thought Cody was going to, you know, uh, probably not be successful but put but put on a hell of a match. So I was pleasantly surprised with Agreed. the outcome. Um, so that's where, you know, like you say, you know, you, you see a, a Braun Strowman, a Roman Reigns match or hell, anyone versus Reigns in the next two years. You're just like, oh, I know what the what, what the outcome's going to be. Disqualification. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoops, uh, he's going to fall out of the cage. Sec- I mean, anyways, <laughs> this was a great, uh, just a great atmospheric flow. And, and like you said, you know, with with the corner men that they had the John Mayers at ringside, but uh, like they did with being the elite that set up, you know, I don't want to say that set up the whole all in thing, but it definitely helped to build the NWA 10 pounds of gold series that they had was equally fantastic. And equally Mm -hmm. those two in that spotlight that if you did follow that, I could see why people were saying that's the match I want to see. I want to see the NWA, the historical nature of that championship belt put amongst this beast, the prototype of what a professional wrestler, you know, should be past, present and future versus the generational roads, the prodigal son that is Cody from his dad carrying the title, you know, to him being such a, a, a force with NWA, with WCW, with everything under the Bible belt. It, that, that, to me, made me love the match so much more and, and put so much respect onto that match. And it, it, it was wonderful. It was, just, it was good to go back and watch it. Um, and I'm excited to see it again, you know, when we do the, uh, the watch along. And, and one thing that was really good about it, too, is, you know, even Dave Lagana, who, who produced all those 10 pounds of gold for Billy Corrigan, you know, he even admitted that, look, yeah, Nick Aldis might not be the greatest wrestler, but he's our champion because he looks great in a suit. And I know some people might mm-hmm. go, well, that's a stupid reason to make a guy your champion. Well, yes, but 
that guy represented your company and in a good, mm-hmm. he looked the part and he yeah. had serviceable matches that did it just enough of what you need to carry to that next step. But, you know, look at when they did the weigh-in. That dude looked like a million bucks up there. You know, remember that Remember that video I took where Nick Aldis looks like, <laughs> you know, he looks like The Rock. Yeah, and, and the charisma that he mm-hmm. has. And and it's funny with that match, I, I kind of noticed too, is they kind of switched roles in a way where Cody was kind of, you know, not the Cody that we've seen where we, we were wondering, is Bullet Club fine or not? You know, mm-hmm. Nick Aldis kind of took that cocky Cody American nightmare approach as that heel. Plus, he looked like a badass 70s, 80s NWA type wrestler as well. But I liked how he, you know, was like, hey, I'm bigger than you as he's poking him on his chest, saying, you're not a worthy adversary. I'm the NWA world champ. You know, like you said, (laughs) he looked and fit the parts. And hell, it was a serviceable match. Not in a bad way to say serviceable. It was a a fun match. You know, I don't think any spots went, you know, off the rails or anything like that. They told a perfect story. I thought they capitalized well on, on the journey that they showed with those uh with the videos there so it's it's something that you know you could see how the storytelling aspect is alive on you know outside the universe as we like to say on this show here and that was just a a perfect example they did a smart match where they didn't try to go out and all right we're going to try to do what kenny and pentagon are going to do or what kazu Mm -hmm. and marty are going to do you know they, they cody got color you know, there was the, the bump with Brandy Rhodes. He took the, you know, he took the bump on the floor. Cody did, was knocked out, but Hebner wouldn't count it. You know, mm-hmm. they played very simple things to get along for a perfectly serviceable match where it was like Hogan Rock from WrestleMania. The match ah. itself was not amazing, but they did everything basic and simple enough where they kept the crowd included the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we could have got to see a longer main event. You know, I obviously things happen. What the hell they happen? You know, it's running <laughs> over time. Um, but even in like the 12 minutes they gave us, you're still like, what the hell is going on? How how are these guys not dead? <laughs> with what they're doing. You know what I mean? And then you had the golden elite more bang for your buck. They hit bandito with. Phoenix breaks up the pin, not knowing he shouldn't break up the pin. You see him tell him, no, we have to go home. Meltzer driver, three count, Ian Riccoboni goes, thank you, good night, and they sign off. I mean, it, you know, they just they made it by like two seconds. But yeah. I'll tell you what, everything they did was fun. I don't know why Rey Mysterio took so damn long on the entrance. It was like, get out there so they can, you know, go. But, see, you know, that's why. I have all the monster towards it. He takes forever. No, <laughs> you kidding, know, and, and kudos to Matt Jackson. And you, you know, some people said they could see behind the curtain during the Okada scroll match that they're all kind of talking together, trying to go, all right, we have to redo this match here because we've run out of time. But, you know, you got, you got the two Americans, you have the Japanese man who I don't, I'm assuming Cody or, or um, Koda speaks somewhat English, but then you had mm-hmm. Phoenix, who we, from what I I gauged at Warriors Wrestling, doesn't speak the greatest English. He was very polite and said hello and, you know, nodded at us, but he didn't, 
you know, he didn't really sound like he spoke very good English. I know Bandito. Not like me. No, no, not like you at all. I mean, you you are the creme de la creme for the Hispanic community in the English language, uh, especially with your great vernacular you have as well. And the, don't don't forget the realities. But you know, between Rey Mysterio probably translating for Bandito and stuff, I mean, it's insane to think that they put that together and probably on the, just on the fly. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about the communication barrier. Uh, that yeah, in, in that moment, you know, just just restructuring that. Holy, holy nuts! Is this now the biggest <laughs> what if in professional wrestling? Not Flair Hogan at WrestleMania um, eight or anything along those lines. Is this the? Because before, when you were like, this could be match of the year, easily hands on. I'm like, in a six man tag, that's impossible. I gave the twelve minutes that we got probably like. Four point nine 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 nine, just because I wanted to see more. So I was that stubborn to not give point one thousandth of a you know decimal to to get that extra five. But is this now the biggest what if? I think so. I mean, they went on. They went out and they said the or same what thing. What could have happened? I should say they said they said we were going to have the greatest six man tag match ever in wrestling. And I'll tell you what, if there's any group of people that I believe could do, because even Ray looked good. Yeah, he did. Oh, so, I mean, that Wolverine costume, that was baller. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that. Whoa. <laughs> but I, I, I look, I, I've seen the Young Bucks in six-man tags, and mm-hmm. I tell you what, those, I mean, the, the Bucks are the Bucks. They're magical. And oh, Bandito's becoming one of the best things in wrestling. Phoenix is tremendous. We know how good Kota Ibushi is. And if you need a sixth, I, I have no problem as having my sixth dance partner, Ray. You know, where he doesn't have to do a lot, but he can do the, enough. And everything he does make, you know, he's he gets the pot. I don't know. I do. I, so I'll throw I'm not going to lie. At you. Save the rematch happens, but obviously Mysterio just signing a two-year contract with the WWE, or I should say 18 months with an option for the full two. Um, who do you throw in instead of Ray for those two? Do you throw in Pentagon with those guys um, to battle the Golden Elite? No, I think if you're going to, if you're going to redo that match, and I don't see why you couldn't, um, you couldn't do it, but I, I guess I would just throw, just throw Flamita in there. Who's, so, what? There's someone else I gotta like look up now. He just sounds like yeah. it has a cool name. Yeah, Flamita. He um he did Dragon Gate for a while. Um, he was Nightclaw and Lucha Underground for um some shows, but then he was in he was in Bola. Um, he tags him and Bandito are the uh, the current Crash Tag Team Champions. Um, <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, him and Bandito are actually the current uh, progress wrestling tag champs too, so it's it's Bandito's natural partner. Why not throw him in there? I like it. Yes, yeah, so you need to you need to watch Flamita now too. Now, you know, starting next week here when we get back to normal, I'm going to start bringing the the homework for Alex, and I'm going to start finding. I was about to say matches. that should be our second show is homework for Alex. Yeah, and you and just come in and talk. My, about my point of view. On all this, all these different promotions, week after week, to kind of I'm be a, a bookend 
uh, or, or I should say a companion piece to uh, your awesome Wrestling for Dummies show that you had. Yes, which I was very close to um, trying to get another one set up for this week. But since we started getting we got we got our show tonight, um, Saturday night, Jordan will be live in studio with me. We're going to do sportscast. Uh, Sunday, we'll be back with standing account. Monday, WrestleCast. Tuesday again, sportscast. So I'll, I'll be doing four or five days in a row. So I, I'm going to take a week off. <laughs> to do it all that because I would be like, hey, I haven't done this in a while. But uh, no, I, I'm in the works of getting another one set up, and there's a good chance I'm going to stick with the women aspect, and we're going to do Tokyo Joshi Pro, um, uh, the women in company with BDT. Is, is Vita Scott going to be in the No, sorry. Because uh, no, you were to Please. answer the question. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about the history of Tokyo Joshi Pro here? I was in Australia and England, <laughs> and there's so many people here, and look at my boobs, because that's what I just did. I just was like, right, I'm just going to stare at your chest. I probably shouldn't say that on the What? No. Whatever. Good God, <laughs> no. Uh, please, we, he's not. He, he's joking. Anyways, um, I will I mean, say, though, as tremendous as this card was, Ryan, the match that literally sticks out to me, and no, not because of the, the Dick Druids, but the Chicago Street might fight Joey Janela. Please get well. Um, apparently, there was an incident this past weekend uh, with the always wonderful Penelope Ford. Nice, nice people, by the way. Uh, battled the Hangman Adam Page. And that's the match that I always go back to. And it's not even because of the Druids, the ghost of Joey Ryan, but because it told such an effective story that didn't even really involve these two wrestlers. And that's just the beauty, again, of what these guys did with being the elite, with the whole, you know, killing of Joey Ryan, the strangulation with the phone. And it, it just had everything from, from cracker barrels to running off stages to insane ladder spots to, my God, one of the greatest endings and post-match things to ever happen to, I, I, that I've witnessed live, if not, you know, televised. Uh, this was just a great match. And again, the villain and the Rainmaker lived up and hopefully exceeded many people's expectations on what uh, Marty Skrull could do. But my it God, Okada just... live. So speak oh, on that, good sir. Oh, oh, man. might just be my homerism, but that, that's in my top ten for the year. I mean, that match was was great. It, and this is, once again, why Okada is the best wrestler alive. Anybody who doubted Marty Skrull, well, boy, doubt what he did with Okada because Okada brought him to that next level, and it was incredible. Two Rainmakers to finish him, but he got the job done. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to rewatch that again. By the way, I I'm looking at my Okada that poster that I bought the the, the Rob Sh- or the Rob Schomburg um, drawing. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, I looked at them and those those are autographed by Okada. That booth um, is selling the same drawings of Okada and Omega on high spots, and they come with the authenticity of him signing your picture. He hit so, three in a row. Good God. That's such an amazing finish. Sorry. Sorry. That's, okay. that's, a, that, that's really his legit penmanship on those. And you have that in your studio slash home. 
I'm staring at his at his at his uh his his very relaxed face as he's eyes closed posing the rainmaker. Ah so dope, so dope. Um I did want to uh, mention a couple things, and maybe this will be the homework if we can find it online here. Um, any any more all-in sarcasm? Or do you want to just kind of touch on a couple news and notes over the last few weeks um, before we move on to New Japan? Um, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I'm I'm pretty excited. So hopefully within about a week or so, we'll, you'll see some two uh, watch-along shows for all-in, which will spill more into behind the scenes, more into the matches as well. So. Good job. <laughs> That's what I was going to send you. But anyway. <laughs> um, Kenta, or Hideo Tommy worked as Hideo Tommy, but he got to go back and work the Noah show. I think it was the Marafuji 20th anniversary show. And he actually worked really? Marafuji. He, he was, I'm grumpy Kenta, kicking you as hard as I can. Once he got going, it felt like what he should be doing in WWE. And it show that he still can do that um you know four and a quarter star him and marafuji really fun match so for those of you who haven't seen it go out of your way to see it um I how did does one get to see it there sir do you it was it on the noah no noah runs a lot of you can get a lot of noah stuff on like daily motion okay it, it, um and a lot of like non YouTube sites have a lot of pro wrestling Noah stuff. So there is ways you can go out and get some Noah stuff. Um, so I want people to uh, people to check that out. Um, also, uh, we kind of talked about this um, a little bit when we we were last together uh, the day before we left for All In. Uh, Shima left Dragon Gate, uh, started the yeah. uh, OWE in China with uh, with the Shaolin monks. Um, he brought T Hawk and L Lindemann with him. Um, T Hawk worked the Bola, which I got my Bola on pre order, so I can't wait to check that out. PCOs in in it, um, guys like that. But also there was a name that we were really excited about, um, and it's because it was a a tag match that involved Shingo against Walter. And that was a, I can't wait for this match to, to come out on, on Blu-ray. But Dragon Gate under more peril as um, Antius kicks Shingo out of the stable. And I believe they changed their name. But Shingo is leaving Dragon Gate and going to be a freelancer. Wow. So they've now lost hey, Shima, El so- Lindemann, T-Hawk, and Shingo is the next that is leaving. So they get, do you think they will kind of go anywhere, kind of float in like, you know, a Bushi does from time to time? Or do you think they'll they'll probably lay roots at, at a company just no one knows yet? Well, obviously, Shima's focused on, on his pro- project in, uh, in yep. China. I, I, I've heard rumblings that maybe people think Shingo could go that route. Um, we, we see our, already Shingo's doing Bola. So he's he's in that route. He did the Champions Carnival over the spring, kind of which was a prelude to this. I tell you what, could you imagine if he did a run in New Japan? That's what I was seeing. Like, is, could could that be possible? You know, could he be of, Jay White's like muscle, if you will? Like, oh how tight would that be? God. 
<laughs> like, hey, I brought my buddy over. Shingo just comes they, out and just beats down Okada. I'm gonna say this, and this is two, this is two reasons that could make that could make this tight. One's the reason why I could believe it. In Japan, not a lot of these guys jump shift when they do. It's a big controversy. Look at Taiji Ishimori. No one ex- mm-hmm. he he told Noah he was leaving to go to WWE, and he jumped to go to New Japan. What if Shingo showed up to be with Jay White? Who's the one guy Okada's tagging with this weekend at the Long Beach show? Oh, my gosh. Ishii? We got Shingo Ishii. Oh, my gosh. Or even evil Shingo. That's a match I I would take all my yen. Oh my God! I'd rub Yoshihashi's blood all over my face if if you were like, "Hey, you want to see this? Yeah, just bring it over." Yoshihashi doing the Titus Worldwide should have happened on night two because that was the epitome of night two. (laughs) 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 When when Jay White threw the chair at Yoshihashi and he like cordially sat down and rolled out of the ring, I'm like, "Oh, he's messed up." (laughs) <laughs> and I just like, oh no, poor Yoshiashi. He's uh, uh. <laughs> but yeah, just just the, the fact that Shingo now is out makes me really wonder what's going on with Dragon Gate. Um, I don't know. I'm a little confused, but boy, I can't I can't lie and say I'm not excited to see what could happen with Shingo because I love me some Shingo. <laughs> um, that'd be awesome if he showed up at Long Beach randomly on Sunday. Like, what? God, what? Um, you know, in the last month, obviously, we have a lot to talk about. We can, you know, I don't know how much hey, was, was... that 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 happened while we were gone. Yeah, that's yeah, yep. Ratings we'll are to... are historically low in the last few weeks, <laughs> so nobody cared. No, um, no. Shawn Michaels is going to wrestle again. Uh, against- what are your thoughts on that? Again, the buildup for for the greatest paycheck. Oh, sorry, that's not that that not that episode. What? How many specials are there in the next month? That's not a legit pay per view, by the way. Um, was it Australia, Japan, Saudi Arabia? Where are they going? Anyways, here's uh, yeah. Let me just say this real quick. This is one of the things that pisses me off about the WWE is. What happened last time that they were in Saudi Arabia? What was the big, the big backlash no that everyone had? Allowed. So, so they do know women there, right? Right before they announced they're going to go back to Saudi Arabia, um, they decided to have an all women's pay per view. You know, all right, we'll make up for it. We'll give you this. The Two week days before. Later. Yeah, and then then they announced Crown Jewel, the the next Saudi Arabia show. Quick, what do we do to fix it? Let's have Renee Young be the new play-by-play on Raw. Like, come on, you guys. <laughs> like their their hands are forced. They booked themselves in a corner, forty-five million dollar corners to be exact. Couldn't you just say, hey guys? Let's push it off until like February next year. We got really nothing going pre WrestleMania. Like I, that—that's the irritation. You're totally right. Like it's so 
why they're having this evolution, which that shouldn't have been the reason because, again, the depth of that talent roster on, on all aspects of the uh, of the women's division there is is off the charts. But, yes, I mean, it, it's – I don't know if it's a slap in the face. It's just like, really? You couldn't say two weeks, not two days? <laughs> well, like I said, they announced Crown Jewel, and they go, quick, how do we fix this one? Let's swap coach and Renee Young and put her as the commentator. Like, come on. Like, Wait, that's is not that the real name of the show? I thought that was the app that was sponsoring whatever the name of the show was. Well, I think it's called Crown Jewel. <laughs> Brought to you by Crown Jewel on the Play Store and iOS. It's so stupid. Oh. And, and we're going to get The Undertaker and Kane against Shawn Michaels. And Tr- and now they're talking they're going to do Michaels and Taker at Survivor Series. Is it a buried alive match? Well, I... Remember when Undertaker worked once a year and he could barely walk? Why is he working seven matches a year now? Because he's showing up to weddings in Hawaiian shirts, yo. Sean Michaels should be wrestling AJ Styles Sean Michaels should be wrestling Daniel Bryan But to be honest I mean the tag match makes sense Due to the fact that he's not Going to have to do a lot Which you know I guess Is good but then you know I guess you could Then say then what's the point you know, mm-hmm. and maybe he just doesn't want to do all that like he would have to with an AJ Styles or a Kevin Owens, which I think would be a fantastic feud. Uh, you know, suit Jericho, uh, you know, back in 08, 09-ish, I want to say. But um, Good call. Michaels, yeah, versus anyone. Again, it's fantasy booking 101. Hell, would we get him in the Rocket Mania? Probably not, but it's something that we could just possibly say could happen now. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's something that yes, it shouldn't be needed. It's an attraction. I hope he's getting 10 million out of that 45 million. Hey, he's lasted this long. We got to give him a pass just due to the fact that Flair went to TNA. But my only problem, and, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to crap on it. Cause Shawn Michaels, one of my favorites of all time, but he's making his return to be in a match with Kane. Yeah. Hey, King's got some clout. He's got respect. He's respected back there. I get it. And, and I mayor. totally do. Like, and once again, it's this is where this He's is where Hoiberg like, of the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This, this, that's funny though. But this is this is why I bring up the whole thing that I, you know, that Lanza said was, "Damn it, I wish these Saudi princes were like wrestling observer readers." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. We want Johnny Gargano versus Daniel Bryan. <laughs> oh, man. You no, know, that's the, way on the, the Saturday before. Again, that's the, that's the, the, <laughs> the dark event. Oh, gotcha, guys. That's the one in front of just the Saudi prince himself. On one Where's side, have- you got you know AJ Styles versus Johnny Gargano, and then right next to that, in another ring, it's two monkeys with, with knives. Man, you are going you, Simpsons. One of them's got an eye patch. <laughs> oh man, did you still want to talk that uh, that TNA? <laughs> I mean, it, it was something cool. 
when when it happened. Yeah, I guess it's about a week or so ago. But but no, so like Scott Demore um, and, and and Don Callis. I don't know if Callis went, but I know Demore went out uh, to Stanford. Um, you know, just just you know, heading out, hanging with Vince McMahon. Trips, psych. They weren't there. Um, Triple H's people, his uh, his party posse, if you will. Uh, you know, essentially, you know, they were meeting just to kind of see, you know, hey, you know, just seeing where everybody was at. Um, I kind of find it funny, you know, maybe they're talking library, you know, allegedly, you know, nothing big was talked about. Like, hey, let's trade wrestlers or let's, you know, look at your library or this and that. Um, who knows? I, I think, you know, at least some of it was probably discussed. But I would say, you know, again, for not Vince to be there, Steph. The Triple H or anyone, you know, along those lines, it, it kind of, I don't know, does it make the make the WWE seem desperate in a way with, of course, Ring of Honor and New Japan having a successful relationship or New Japan pretty much with every other viable company out there have it, having a pretty good relationship there, uh, especially after All In? Do you think this is just like, well, maybe we can get something out of this TNA? They're an American organization. <laughs> Where, where, you know, maybe so out of left field, he was just like, maybe we can get it to work. I think this was WWE just being courteous and answering the phone. And by the fact of them not, I'm, well, who was there, that Canyon Seaman guy, I'm guessing, and some of those other guys. But mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing this was, look, it's the, everything I heard was it was it was talks about using each other's footage on their shows for their wrestlers that they have that used to wrestle in the other company. Is there any over there anymore? Oh boy! Are you going to show you know old Solomon Crow clips every once in a while? Maybe maybe they show Austin Aries against Neville. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like going oh, I think Dixie must have cut us off. She's not even with the company anymore. I don't know why I keep saying that. Um, Ryan, are you there, sir? Anywho, uh, if anyone can, whoa, there we go. Um, kicked again. If you are kicked, um, yeah, as he's saying, you know, as Ryan was probably saying, you know, it's, it's probably just something of a courtesy. I'm sure they probably talked to a library, you know, kind of down the line, nothing, uh, you know, sooner rather than late, than later, especially with the GFW promotions, you know, that, that you could see at the end of uh, some WWE specials when they utilize the uh, impact or TNA footage there. So uh, pretty, pretty interesting uh, stuff. I would say uh, maybe we can get the badass Kurt angle again. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, some, some pretty interesting stuff there. Um, but also it's, it's just going back to the Shawn Michaels thing. I, I think the tag team match kind of makes sense um, just due to the fact that, you know, he won't, be you know they won't show any rust if you will no one's going to get accidentally you know need into fate in the fate uh numerous times there but uh uh-oh i think i'm going out now um but um uh 
as we can see. But yeah, I, I don't know what kind of footage that that TNA can can obviously uh, pull in uh, for, for some of their talent. The, the two months Aries was there, or some Solomon Crow stuff when when Callahan's there. But uh, my gosh, um, but uh, when we come back, I believe we'll be heading out to break here. Uh, we're gonna come back and talk some New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of course, the road. Uh, to Destruction Tour and of course the three Destruction shows and also as I uh, pleasantly found out today um, we have another New Japan show coming uh, this weekend Fighting Spirit Unleashed September 30th Um, we'll talk and preview the card there as well as the third fall we will talk some Hell in a Cell and that might be about it Ryan if you can hear me kick it to the break. Let's hold on. But, oh, hey, we're back, uh, WrestleCast Radio. I'm sorry for that crazy silence there. Um, but as we're saying, uh, we are actually going to head on out to break. We're going to come back with some New Japan. Well, uh, we will get Ryan back in as well. But we'll be back, just like I used to say on the Pop Culturist, in two and two. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate. Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company. And I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate. Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company. And I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. 
Bad luck, Fale versus Toa Hanare. 
and another two minutes. We were wondering, is Hanaro going to change the finale? Nope. Not yet. <laughs> no, he's just going to get his ass beat. <laughs> um, you know, obviously this main event, I feel like I'm doing it just a disjustice when I said mm-hmm. I went four and a half because I think I like the G1 stuff better. I liked their Long Beach stuff better. But it was still a really good match. You know what I mean? Um, how do you rank this with, especially the G1 thing we saw a month ago? It's it, it's a fitting trilogy for, for the last year that they've had fantastic matches. Hell, I mean, they've had, what, four or five, including the G1 specials, you know, last year in, in Long Beach, as you stated. You know, I'm sure they actually faced in a G1 match, you know, last year in Japan as well. Um, and, and every match to me, um, as, as, as I would say vanilla, as you could expect, you know, with these guys where you're like, what else can they do? They, they follow it up and, and changed it where, where Ishii was doing the mannerisms, you know, that, that, you know, Kenny Olga is prone to doing, he was, you know, not only taking the gun to his head, but also pointing him back. He became the trigger man, if you will. Um, and and I, I thought it was just an excellent match. I I got up early. I was the only one up. Everyone else was sleeping, and I I got my popcorn ready. I I sat and and just in awe and in the gaze, thinking how lucky I am to watch these two. Um, not only after just beating the the living tar out of each other a month or so ago, for them to do it all over again, and and Tomohiro Ishii just diving. Um, a lot better than, than, you know, let's say some people on Monday nights, um, uh, sometimes Tuesday, but, but, but Ishii was, was just phenomenal. Him delivering his own V trigger, uh, one, one of the most ear to ear smiles I think I've, I've had that was a legit, uh, ounce of, of happiness to go through my pores and for me to express it too bad. Unfortunately, no one was there to witness it. But yes, I mean the G1 was was off the charts classic. This to me is just a you know kind of like Tanahashi and Okada. I get it now. I, I didn't get their feud until you know, the latter half of it. I I do want to go back and watch their early you know volumes of you know their rivalry. And I think that's what this was. This was just another excellent chapter into hopefully many more. And, and, you know, Ishii has gotten the one-ups on Kenny Omega. So if they do beat again, and it is for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, hopefully Tomohiro Ishii can finally hold that belt high and walk out like the champ that he is. God, it's, he's such a tremendous wrestler, and everything he does is always is always just top-notch. And you talk about the G1, and you look at his matches with Goto – uh, Kota Ibushi, Tomo, um, Kenny Omega, I almost said Tomohiro Ishii. I mean, this guy is is always on another level. If you if you watch the um, the show from Rev Pro that's on New Japan World with Keith Lee, it was tremendous. I mean, this guy just has great matches every time he steps in the ring, and it's no different. It's you know the match the match kind of had a little bit of a little slower pace to start, but then they really picked it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I still say when Kenny Omega hit that V trigger that he hit him so hard while he was standing, he had a flip out of the ring. I was, 
That was insane. Like, and then Ishii going for the one wing angel. I mean, God, it was cool. It was the so no cool. Cells, throwing... Literally mm-hmm. at the end, <laughs> like just gets up at one. Omega Omega what? hits him with a brain buster, and he just was like, "Nah, that's my move, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> and like, it didn't, oh, it was so good. It was so fun. It was it was everything I I I want when I watch those guys wrestle and you know their their G one match this year was just something special and mm-hmm. it's it was one of those matches where you you kind of go well I don't know how they're gonna you know replicate that but I'm sure they'll do something different and I might not have liked it as much but I can definitely tell you I will always remember. Um, Omega flipping over that top rope. That dude had so much <laughs> momentum on that V-trigger. Oh, it was just tremendous. Just tremendous. Like, yeah, God, yeah. I, I would say, like I said, it's a great chapter into this rivalry. Um, but do you think just the outcomes of those matches, like obviously we knew, you know, that, that Ishii was not going to win the title here. We knew it was going to be a phenomenal bout between these two. Best bouts, if you will. Um, where... At the G1, yes, Ishii has an upper hand on Omega in the past, uh, but for him to get that win over Omega as, you know, he was rolling in undefeated, do you think that's why, you know, it's kind of perceived as the better match just because of that outcome where we knew the outcome, you know, a la, you know, a reigns Braun Strowman match in a Hell in a Cell, <laughs> um, you know, where we were just like, we know it's going to be greatness, but, you know, we know what's going to happen. No, because I'll be honest with you. There was a couple times near the end of it where I'm going, is Ishii going to win this? <laughs> I, you know, it, obviously, we, you know, it was kind of a foregone conclusion he wasn't. But there was a couple minutes where I'm like, dude, is he is he going to take this match? Like, is, is something going to happen? But, you know, the thing with the G1 <laughs> match was I think that final stretch of Ishii being a killer and mm. really finishing off Kenny Omega and then obviously the lariat where he split his mouth open – I mean, it's just, I think that final kill stretch of Ishii is what made that match so good for me because it was what I want Tomohiro Ishii to do every time he's about to win a match. You are a superior brawler. Why are you not killing these people? And he did it to Kenny, and it was beautiful. And Kenny did it. You know, Kenny. Kenny's so good that he's like, you know, he just made it look so natural and so like non unbelievable like you you watched it going he is going to win this match and and I know he's going to win and omega led him to that spot and and the, oh it was just tremendous that's what I loved about the G1 contest mm-hmm. uh also uh, as of note following the match of course you know abushi gets the the title over to omega you know, gets it on him. And then Omega says at the end, the only reason why he was there was because of Ibushi. Anytime, any place. And then, you know, that they shared that promise there. Now, of course, Golden Lovers will be in Long Beach on the 30th here on Sunday. Do we see some, do, do we tease some tension for these two leading up to an event coming down? The re- uh, the end of the year. Well, I mean, or is it something you think they, they save? As of right now, Ken, uh, Kenny Omega still needs an opponent for King of Pro Wrestling. That's when Marafuji got his That's shot. That's the last October week. one, right? 
Yep, October 8th. It's a Tuesday, I believe. Um, that was the show Marafuji worked Okada when he beat him in the G1 last year. Uh-huh. Maybe that's your match. You, you know, maybe you do that, and then you do the Jay White-Tanahashi match that night. Give that. Oh, yeah, definitely for, for, for the kid shot, for sure. Um, I don't know. I... I tell you what, though, I, I cannot wait for Golden Lovers versus Okada and Ishii. Oh, my God. Mm. Take That's my money now. <laughs> um, obviously, we already dogged Naito and Suzuki. But then we had the, uh, the <laughs> semi-main, which uh, was Hiroki Goto defending the title against Suzuki, dude. I mean, Daichi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I mean, every time you turn around, somebody runs in. And you know what was the worst part about this match was this was tie-up, Taichi powders, Goto sits Indian style. Taichi in the ring, Goto gets up. Taichi leaves the ring, Goto sits down. Taichi comes in, (laughs) cheating happens, Goto with the upper hand, Taichi leaves, Goto sits down. You know, when Takashi... Zuka was the fifth guy to run out to interfere. I was like, I don't care. This is sucks. <laughs> this is the worst New Japan show I've watched in five years. <laughs> was this as bad as night one of the G1? This was worse. Yeah. This is worse. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. After I, I said mean, that, I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> but I mean, it's comparable because that's we said that was one of the worst shows they've had in a long time. But yeah. it didn't touch wins and I just don't I don't give a crap <laughs> you know you, you look at January 4th you start the year at Wrestle Kingdom and Goto and Suzuki gave us such a great opportunity to make this never title what it should be once again and mm-hmm. now we're you know going into King of Wrestling in October and this has just been a joke title once again Oh, don't don't tell that to to Elgin. Big woman like that. Come on. It, it was the point of having Elgin win the title. Because it's getting westernized. Uh, I look. I'm going to be honest with you. I I bought the other New Japan titles that I don't have, so I can have every single one of them, display them, showcase them. It's you know I'm very happy to have all the New Japan titles. But if there was one I didn't need to have, it was the Never and the Never Six Man Tag Titles. <laughs> Yuck. Might as well have gotten the WWF Cruiserweight Cruiserweight <laughs> title. It was just like, I'm, I'm like, I don't... And I was so you might have well bought, bought a, a, a Yoshihashi shirt. <laughs> and... Stupid Yoshiashi has the worst shirts, too. He doesn't even have a cool shirt. <laughs> R.I.P. to his eyeball, by the way. Um, speaking of undercards, though, something that I find intriguing that I cannot wait till they have a one-on-one, like, 20, 25 minutes, is where they're going, you know, going back to Suzuki Goon and, of course, L.I.J., Evil and Zack Sabre Jr., what are your thoughts on, on this little feud that's brewing, sir? I guarantee it'll be better than Naito and Suzuki was. <laughs> well, duh. But no, seriously, like, can you imagine, like, 
could this be set up, you know, again, as I, as I jokingly, not jokingly said, Westernization is kind of coming over here. Um, do you think this could be kind of a, a long-term feud, like a two, three-month program if done right? Obviously, in New Japan standards, it's about 45 days worth. <laughs> Here's what here's what threw me for the loop is if you, you know you look at night three and you look at the six man Suzuki was pointing at evil, mm-hmm. which you know and, and evil gets the pinfall over Taka. Does that mean we're getting evil Suzuki? Mm, no. I mean it could yes that that's very plausible but I I, I hope not because I I think evil and Zack Saber Jr. They they will complement each other by not complimenting each other, if that makes sense. Like their styles are so different. Like it could just be such a a a different type of match, you know. A la, I, I would say, you know, like the Zack Saber matches of the um, of the Cup earlier in the year, where you're just like, huh. He did put on a you know a good match with Naito or you know Tanaha, you know, in in those regards there. Where I don't know this, you know, you're, you're getting someone newer in a sense and evil to put in someone who's had arguably again one of the best years in, in professional wrestling in Zack Saber Jr. Where you know I, I think they could both benefit from a rub and, from each other. And I think well, that's what works too is you have Zack Saber beat Naito, Zack Saber beat Sonata. So why yeah. not do evil? Organically, it makes sense. He's taken on Lij. That'd be cool if his new nickname was the uh, the Hitman. <laughs> oh sh- shoot, that's already taken. Damn it. Ah. Uh... <laughs> okay, I was I was riding your I was riding your coattails like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the British slang is for Hitman. Governor. Oh God! Don't okay. don't constable anything here. Um, so let's get off of night two because night two is boutois. Uh Night three had some fun matches. Um, Rapungi 3K getting a nice win to elevate them for the junior tag league coming up. I like that they put over that uh, uh, Suji and uh, Yuya Yomura are now 0 0 and 15 together as they've had 15 draws. So they still haven't picked which of the young lions is going to get the first win, which kind of, to me, keeps them fresh because you want to see who's going to get the first one of the two. Um, Ayako Hamada still working these shows. Uh, a little bit of a showing here this this event, I thought. Um, what did you think of Best Friends Against Killer Elite Squad? Unfortunately, I will let you know on next week's show. No, I, I, I just uh, <laughs> had time to watch the, the last two Mad. Well, okay. I caught the end of the uh, Lij Suzuki Goo match, but but kind of catch up. Like I said, I, I have no idea. I, I watched the the um, Tanahashi Okada match um, Sunday, of course, and was rewatching it actually while I was debating on watching South Park or It's Always Sunny. Um, so that's what I was like. I'm just gonna watch this match again. Oh yeah, Kushida and Bushi's on this card too. So I actually started with that match, and then as when I read the Facebook notification, I was like, oh. Got to get back on that. But yes, it's something I plan to watch. How was seeing the Killer Elite Squad back 
kind of on the forefront, uh, you they, know, going against. They did a good job, too, where they looked dominant and you thought they were going to win. And, you know, Trent gets a gets just an out of nowhere roll up on Archer and they get the victory. And I was very happy they had best friends win. That You know, keep them relevant because it's a really fun team. And Trent Perretta is really good. I think he's a really good They like good cigarettes. Yeah, and and um, if Trent likes uh, what what is it in in McDonald's in the morning? <laughs> I can't remember. McMuffins, sausage McMuffins, or whatever. I can't remember. Um, or McGriddles, maybe it was. But it was you know it was a fun match, and I and I thought it was good, and I thought they had the right team win. Um, you mentioned the six man tag, obviously Evil getting the point. Kushida mm-hmm. Bushi to uh, he so he gets the winner of Osprey and Skrull on Sunday. Fun match, and you know it started a little slow, and I think people are kind of going, "Uh oh!" But boy, did they really pick it up! And I love that Kushida beats him with two Back to the Futures, hits him with mm-hmm. the one, and then picks him up and hits him with another one. Nice finish. Um, what do you think? Is, is Kushida the right guy, or should they have should they have wrote it tried to write out Bushi? I honestly was hoping they were going to write out Bushi, especially with, I think, probably better ring gear than uh, a, a Ray Mysterio, but definitely paying homage uh, with that wonderful headdress uh, that he was sporting coming out there, uh, which, by the way, that's what I want for Christmas. Um, but no, I, 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 I get Kushida kind of getting there, but no, I, I was rooting Bushi hands down. You know who else was? Everybody uh, down uh, down in uh, uh, Kobe, uh, just due to the fact that again there were Bushi banners hanging across the the, the arena there, which which made me uh, again smile, showed actual human emotion. Uh, but no, Bushi looked great. I thought Bushi <laughs> had it, especially you know when when you know Kushida's covered all in black, you know after the mist there. But yeah. Uh, but uh, which, you know, again, I was just like, oh, it's going to be Bushi versus Skrull, you know, for, for the uh, IWGP junior heavyweight title. But uh, I will be fine with Kushida and Will Ospreay um, for, for the title uh, at the – when it is going to be the championship? Is it going to be at King of Pro Wrestling? That would be my guess because King of Pro Wrestling, I think, is like the third big, their third biggest one, not counting the okay. G1 stuff. Okay. Um, no, but yeah, I, if, is it the right call? Maybe not, just because we're bushy heads, um, you know, for sure. But, but I mean, Kushida, as, as, again, as times when I think he's vanilla, he just surprises the hell out of me. He just, his, his motions are just so pitch perfect. And, yeah, his Marty McFly gimmick works. I'm sorry. At, at first, you know, when I when you first show me Kushida years ago, I'm like, what? What is this? Oh, you know, in my mind, I I giggled, I laughed. But you know, kind of watching his matches progress, yes, they they can be very very similar. But again, when you watch him into the ring, it is definitely poetry in motion. You know, what's a good way to put it too is, you know, was it the right move? Maybe, but was it the safe move? Yes. Yes. And I oh, know yes. you don't always want to play it safe, but when you have to completely change your entire fall and potentially winter leading into Wrestle Kingdom, going the safe route is better than taking a risk. So, 
you know, if if it's Kushida as champ, cool. You know, who's to say you can't get Ishimori in there? You know, Will Ospreay, if he, he Ospreay's Ospreay, he's always going to do. I mean, you know, he, did that double jump moonsault he did in that tag match against Golden Lovers mm-hmm. was nuts. You know, so um, I'll tell you, I, I'm fine with it. I think it'll be fun. Uh, obviously, the main event. Uh, the only thing I say, I'll let you take the floor since. No, since, no, uh, I was, I was just going to say three sentences, and I wanted you to talk since this is your feud. Like I said earlier, I get it. Like to me, this might exceed Rock Austin when it's definitely said down the line, ten years from now, fifteen years from now, what have you, in the annals of professional wrestling feuds. This definitely has to be in the top three, if not two, if not one, when it's all said and done. These two warriors, which, by the way, Okada is only 30 years young. Uh, but what, the 11th time these guys have faced off? Um, and, and you know, them just going off that classic that they had, you know, that, that you know, for Okada's, you know, last title defense there uh, against Tanahashi, who is the uh. ace of New Japan. Uh, Yes, thank you. Uh, It it was just a phenomenal match. Again, just seeing this side of Okada. Yes, it was red Okada. No balloons. But he had that that jerk appeal, if you will. Uh, But no, this was wonderful. Kevin Kelly said it right, you know, as you like to say, uh, with my markness listening to English commentary. (laughs) But shame on us. Shame on me. Uh, for kicking dit a uh, dick, uh, dirt over Tanahashi's, uh, you know, kind of grave there, saying that you know he's already into the ground because he's had a a hell of a G1 tournament, obviously, but B uh, two five and a half seven star matches with Okada, you know, years after the Wrestle Kingdom bouts, uh, Okada looked fresh. Tanahashi uh, looked probably the same age as Ogata, but that finish, the high fly flow, just barrage was killer. And it was just something that you knew or that he knew he had to do just to beat him. But again, just up that rope where I still don't know how it's like a mini, like kicked him in the air and then cross body into a high fly flow. It was just insane. I couldn't believe what I was watching. This, again, I don't know what you could say for a match of the year when it comes to down between these two matches. Uh, I don't know. Ryan, take the floor. Classic uh, is what I, I'll say. Classic. I have four words for you. Falling high fly flow. That's, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. I've never seen – it looked like he was going to try to give him a tombstone off the top rope, which is mm-hmm. scary. But he kicks him off, and as he's falling off the fucking middle... Oh, wow, I didn't mean to swear. That's why I was nervous talking about this match, because I get so into this stuff. Um, he's falling off the middle rope. He comes off with a high-fly flow, and it couldn't have been timed any more perfect. Yeah. Like, they landed at the same time. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't... I don't get it. I don't understand how you do this. I don't... Like, I'm taking my glasses off, rubbing my face. I don't understand how these guys just continue to. And the fact that he hits that, and then he hits another one with him, and Okada doesn't even, like, faintly kick out. He clearly, decisively beat him, which blew mm-hmm. my mind that 
not only did Okada lose to Tanahashi, which I thought had a good chance of, but he decisively put Okada away. And that was super shocking with how well Okada's been, you know, kept kept safe. Um, so they're going all in on Tanahashi, um, looking strong. I thought it was awesome. I mean, the, you know, they're bo- they decided, all right, I'm going to work your leg. Well, I'm going to work your leg then. And for a second there, when when he went to the top and he slowed down before the other the next the second high fly flow and he started beating the leg, that's when it's uh oh here comes Okada to cut him off, you know and and he beat him with one high fly flow. Okada didn't even get to go for that many rainmakers. He went for one and got sling bladed right out of it. This was a decisive victory for Tanahashi, and it was it was surprising, but then. What we've been expecting for a long time happened for the most part. Jay White comes out, takes them both out, Blade Runner to Tanahashi, beats up Okada. Yoshihashi runs out, does the tightest worldwide, falls, comes up from the ground a bloody mess. Um, I mean, he didn't even know where he was when he was throwing those forearms. Chair gets thrown at his head. He casually falls over to get out of the ring. Wait, was Brie Bella in Japan? I mean, it looked like her trying to do a suicide dive. And she, she, I saw the highlights. She tried to do it twice and fell on her head both times. Like, come on. That's why I've always been scared to do one of those. I'm afraid I'm going to rebel it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and so Yoshihashi's done. Jay White wipes his blood on his face. But then Gato comes out. And you know what was the worst part, too, is when Yoshihashi fell, that crowd was so hot. It, you could have heard mm-hmm. of a pin drop. Everyone was like, oh. <gasps> Uh-oh. And, like, totally took the sails out of it. But then, thankfully, the Gato thing popped it. Gato was one of the most awkward chair attacks I've ever yes. seen. Because he had, <laughs> what the hell was that? Um, I thought it was he, Bailey swinging a kendo stick for a second. <laughs> you know, he takes him out, hits hits the Blade Runner. Gato's now behind Jay White. It mm-hmm. got over. The crowd was livid. The backstage promo was awesome with, with the, did you did you watch the, the, the translations? See. So that I didn't see. I got to check that. Gato was you know saying that Okada's old news. Um, Jay White's going to take him farther than Okada ever took him. You know he told him breathe in the switchblade. But what I thought was the most telling thing of this is Tanahashi stumbles to the backstage for his interview. And he falls on the ground in agony, and he's laying there in pain, selling the, the selling the Blade Runner, and the only words he can mutter uh, before frustratingly, you know, trying to get back to his feet um, is Jay White, you're a punk. You know how long it's taken me to finally defeat Okada, and you took that moment <laughs> from me. What a there's no other oh, better way. Wow, so perfect. Wow. Tanahashi is so mad that he finally beats Kazuchika Okada, and Jay White took the moment from him, which now builds and puts life into Tanahashi even more. You just broke my heart, Ryan, just by saying that. Again, they they did so much storyline in that 15 minutes than some companies do in 14 hours of television a week. Meanwhile, WWE can't even figure out how to get Becky Lynch as a heel. <laughs> or to continue to still try to make her a heel. Like, it's it's night and day. And and Japan gets it. And once again, they made another new star. 
just like that, they mm-hmm. just made another star. You know, they were building Jay White up all year, and everyone's wondering what's going to be the payoff. This is your payoff. We're going to get Okada Jay White at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awesome. And I'll tell you what, I would not be shocked if they don't pull the trigger and just give Jay White the win and go all the way and really get him into that next level. Because they got to know that Tanahashi is slowly going to start getting into that Nagata Ooh. role or Kojima role where he's going to start kind of, you know, or he's not going to be able to do it. So you need to get another guy in that role. And you know, whether they want to accept it or not, there's in the back of their mind, they got to know there's still a chance Kenny could leave. You never Even know. with. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, I was just saying you, you never know. I mean, not when Nakamura left, I think that changed the game for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with Jay White having a hell of a, you know, post-Wrestle Kingdom uh, career, if you will, do you think all eyes are going to be on him, you know, whether it is Ogata or, hey, he could get the briefcase from Tanahashi and could go to the Dome to challenge, you know, maybe Kenny Omega for the title, or if Kenny does make the jump, maybe he gets the title from him. And anyways, that's booking. Uh, uh, Eddie who fantasy booking there. <laughs> but I mean, do you think a lot of people think, you know, could it be cursed or do you think it was just a one and done? Like he, he'll be fine. Like I, you don't think there's going to be this like cloud over him from the Tanahashi match at, La- at, at Russell kingdom 12. I, I think if you put him in the ring with, with a guy like Okada, he's got nothing to worry about. Tanahashi okay. was such a weird match because, you know, in his debut, he loses because he got him going for the IC title. And it just, it was a weird situation to begin with. And, you know, we've said it ourselves, Jay White has rebounded quite nicely for the rest of the year. <laughs> and, you know, I thought Okada had a, had a great chance to beat Tanahashi, which I've never thought in a briefcase match before, but... When you throw suddenly put Gato with Jay White and who knows did I mean is, is Okada out of chaos? You know, who knows where that mm-hmm. goes? I think now you really are adding intrigue to the Tanahashi Jay White match. And if anything, it, it builds Tanahashi more if he beats him. And you know, it makes Tanahashi a more viable threat to Kenny. Whew. Gosh, so much to ponder. And again, well, that's why well, minus, you know, Beppo. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or the Beppo. second night. That, that's why they do it right. And they are looking to continue the streak uh, this Sunday at Long Beach, September 30th. Um, I believe that should be on Access TV. Uh, probably uh, after the event is over live, we'll be on <laughs> New Japan me. World. Um, it's going to be run live on New Japan World. Is it really? Tight. Yeah, so I don't have to like gonna, awkwardly go to my cousin and watch Access. No, it'll football. be the following Friday. It will begin its debut on Access. Oh, so it's not even going to be an Access thing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm... Uh, that makes me happy is because now I don't have to try to bootleg it like I usually do. <laughs> um, yeah, the event will stream live on New Japan World. It will debut on Access TV on Friday, October fifth, with Jim Ross and Kevin Kelly on commentary. So they got rid of Josh Barnett. Maybe that Jay White thing really was a, a shoot, and now he's out. <laughs> but real oh, quick, run over the card. Um, 
looks like opening match. Uh, ACH, Raisuke, Taguchi, and Jushin Thunder Liger taking on Rapungi 3K. Uh, Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels against Chase Owens and Hangman Page. Flip Gordon, Chris Saban, and Jeff Cobb taking on Hiroki Goto and Best Friends. Tetsuya Naito, Evil and Sonata against Zack Sabre Jr. and the Killer Elite Squad. Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kushida against Jay White and Gato. Will Ospreay versus Marty Skrull for the uh, semi other semifinal for the junior heavyweight title. Young Bucks, Gorillas of Destiny for the IWGP tag titles. Juice Robinson defending the U.S. title against Cody. And in the main event, Tomohiro Ishii and Kazuchika Okada against Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, the Golden Lovers. Hell of a card. You know, that card had no steam on it whatsoever, and now I'm like, oh, wow, this is a really good show. I'm excited not only for uh, SCU and Bullet Club, yeah. um, but Suzuki Gun LIJ again, depending on where they're going to go with, with those storylines. Hopefully not, you know, Sonata and Evil versus KES. Uh, but again, I, I like where they're going with Evil, Evil and Zack Sabre Jr. Does Cody come out with the NWA title? Yeah, Probably. he said he was wearing it everywhere he goes. Okay, tight, tight. So, I mean, is he going to get double gold on Sunday, do you think, Ryan? No, I think I think now is where you got to have Juice get a run since, you know, he inconveniently won it right before the G1 where he wasn't going to get any Ws. <laughs> so, I think mm-hmm. now you got to give him a little bit of a run. Whew. Does G.O.D. regain the IWGP Tag Team Championships? I don't know. I think they got a shot to. Not gonna lie, I really do. <laughs> uh, perfect. And then of course, <laughs> Golden Lovers Okada Ishii. Is that gonna go eight stars? Ah, uh, hopefully. I hope I'm doing cartwheels while I'm watching it in excitement. <laughs> I mean, I, you look at the four guys in his ring. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I can out. Let's um, take that. Yeah, well, thankfully the Vikings are going to get, I mean, I was going to say get slaughtered, but they play tomorrow. Uh, probably slaughtered, because Everson Griffin's a nutcase. Dalvin Cook's not playing, so. Uh, sorry, uh, Vikings fans, for that. But uh, <laughs> Bears are in first place, too. So. Yep. Maybe your prediction of next year is going to happen early now that they got Khalil. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Super Bowl, baby. Let's. Let's just take this last break, get this done, come back, and uh, power through Hell in a Cell before we let you go tonight. Because, like I said, it was an interesting show, and I don't know if it was good or bad. So I'm going to make my assessment as we discuss it. Don't go away, WrestleCast Radio. Sick of doing those big leagues? Let's try doing one-day fantasy over at DraftKings.com. The guys over at DraftKings set us. Your boys up at Strong Style Media with our own promo code. Go on to DraftKings.com. Sign up today, make your first deposit, put in promo code STRONGSTYLE, and you'll get a bonus. It's that simple. Join in, play some games, have some fun. Week one's coming. August 2nd. Can't wait. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean Everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsleigh, boxing, pokes, 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 pokes,
But from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yeah! We got you covered. Yeah! From WWE, yeah! New Japan, yeah! Ring of Honor, yeah! Impact, Lucha yeah! Underground, yeah! All Japan, and yeah! more. We're talking yeah! the highs and lows in pro yeah! wrestling. Heck, yeah! we're even giving you people yeah! from the Okadas and Omega. We're even yeah! talking the Bone Soldiers yeah! and Enzo Mori. No! Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out The Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. I'm here to show the world. I'm here to show the world. Oh, man. Sorry about that. I, yes. I lost my headset. I was shaking my tush, and Jen had no business watching, or, I mean, wanted nothing to do with it. I was like, do you like this? And I was doing the Ziggler entrance, and she started looking at Facebook, and I was like, damn. And then I tripped, and then I stumbled <laughs> and hit the Don button. Anyway, that was my life in a nutshell. Russell Kaz Radio. Did she back call back you now. the technical legend ever? No. <clears throat> She calls me, you snore too loud. No, everybody and their moms, even dead moms could hear that snore. Yeah, that's true. I could wake the dead. (laughs) (laughs) She's peeking her head through one of the holes in the wall. (laughs) She's like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Oh, man, watch out. She's got a little Khalil Mac on you. Oh, man, keep your Khalil Mac ass in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> and she just screamed bears. Okay, go go do homework. Is or she on our Cubs cool? bandwagon yet, or or is she rooting for the Dodgers now? No, she isn't rooting for the Dodgers. She's still a Cubs fan. Okay. Even though the Cubs are uh, starting to choke it away, which is what? frustrating. With our wins, <laughs> what do you mean? We just clinched, beat, like, baby. Playoffs. Did, oh, I the last I saw was the nine nothing loss to the uh, 
um, Pirates. Nope. Nope. We're we're winning. Oh, yeah. Walk Brewers, Cubs Grand are Slam. in. Brewers are in, too. Yep. Oh, mm. I hate the Brewers. The Roman Reigns of the NL Central. Jeez. <laughs> Dang. Won't go away. All right, I got to put that away. Uh, let's uh, let's get through WWE here before we call it an evening. Uh, Which, thank you for calling, calling or, or, or dropping Ziggler's theme, uh, because that was a uh, pleasantry to watch, that tag match. <laughs> And, and that's gonna be a, that's gonna be one of the things I want to get into too when we get to that point. Do you want to start at the? Well, Did not see the pre-show. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch the pre-show either. So I'll say this: <laughs> I'm looking at my, <laughs> I'm looking at my match ratings, and like, I have really good matches, and then it just kind of, I don't know, it kind of starts faltering near the end of the show. But isn't that the pattern I, though? Since they've gone this four-hour. Uh, you know, platform that they've been doing, you know, since they've merged the shows again. And then, you know, of course, maybe the one hour, if we're lucky, if not two hour pre-show where, you know, it's just, they start the shows great. We're like, wow, matches have been consistently great, you know, good, great, what have you. And then, you know, where your main events are supposed to shine, the audience is down. Us as a viewer is down. Cause we're just like, is it over yet? Like when I watched Hell in a Cell, Ryan, and I saw and I saw three hours and forty something minutes, like whoa, this is. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I thought really helped was it was only seven matches, so these matches actually got time. You know, I thought I thought that was a big. Oh, Alex did Blog Talk have enough of us after two? Oh man, they kicked Alex. They gave Alex the high hole. Block Talk Radio is not going to play with the overrun this time. Um, I'll tell you what, fans. You know this is this is our first show setting this all up here. If we if if it's going to cut us at the two, um, I want to save Hell in a Cell. Maybe we can get Alex to come back on tomorrow. And we can do a quick you know half hour show for you guys. But I I don't want to go over the show without Alex because. I really have mixed feelings about the show, so I want to see what he thinks, how everything he thought went. Um, so we thank you for coming back. No one's bar We're going to send you on your way here tonight. We appreciate you all listening to us. We're glad to be back. It was a it was a 26-day hiatus or so. We it been a lot of fun. we got some good content coming. Uh, this Saturday, Jordan will be live with me. Uh, Sportscast Radio kind of preview in the weekend game. This Sunday, we should be back on track. Uh, we talking the Triple G fight with Canelo Alvarez. I was there in the building. I watched that. What thoughts on that? Also, the answer Joshua against Alexander Povetkin. Uh, we have some more fights. That are coming up just around the quarter to with the World Series starting. So that's going to be fun. So you can have self and Elijah come to the fight. I had to go We talked in the show. If the next few hours, I'll tell Right. I'm 
Yeah. 